Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all for downloading our show today, wherever you are listening. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now, one thing that is very important to me on this podcast is giving all swimmers a voice and every story to be heard, not just the superstars you may have heard from already. I like to draw the light to certain age group swimmers coming through and give them a platform to share their stories for everybody else to hear and hopefully stories that will resonate with you. Now, this week we have two episodes that will drop. I like to call this week the next wave week, starting with age group star of Australia and New South Wales swimming. Manly Swim Club champion, Miss Charlie Brown. Training with coach Justin Rothwell at Manly Swim Club, Charlie is an age group champion. And after listening to this episode, you'll be able to see that she is going to be a name you are going to continue to hear from in years to come. So let's not wait any longer. Let's give our young stars the time to shine because Ep 20 with Charlie Brown starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100s in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Nurkin's hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats, Phelps in the black hats, and Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Phelps in front, Phelps in hall, Phelps goes in. Joining me today on the show is a New South Wales age group star who has been setting the pool on fire in recent years, some fast racing, which is why she is the current Australian 16 years 400 IM champion. It's a very big welcome to Off the Block Swing podcast to Charlie Brown. How are you, Charlie? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Not a trouble at all. It's a pleasure. And mate, for all the listeners out there, I'm coming to you today from uh, the studios in Sydney. Where have we caught you? I am in my house um, in the at the Northern Beaches in Sydney. Oh, the Northern Beaches. Not a bad place to be. What's it like over there today weather-wise, though? It's really cold today. It's really windy. I went for, like, a swim this morning, and it, the wind was so cold. Went for a swim. You're brave. How cold was it? <laughs> um, I'm not sure what the water temperature was, but the air was 15, and the water was definitely warmer than the air. Wow. Do you, at least, do you have a wetsuit at least? <laughs> I didn't today, but I went with another boy who rocked up with a wetsuit on and oh, <laughs> wasn't happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, how are you going at the moment, uh, you know, with all the self-isolation stuff? I mean, obviously, we're allowed to get out a little bit more now and the restrictions, I think, over the next month will, will ease a little bit. But obviously, for the last three or four weeks, you know, we've only been out to exercise once a day. How's it been for you being stuck in the house? Yeah, I struggled a lot um, in the first few like days. I didn't know what I was going to do. And the first thing I thought of was just, oh, I'm going to have to run like so much. And I was not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, like school online has been probably the hardest thing. Just sitting at the same, my desk in my room all day and not being able to come home like from training or from the bus and just come to a new environment. Yeah. Um, so that's been like just a mental hard thing to get over. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky to be so close to the beach and be able to train um, 
every now and again with like a member from my squad, some of my good friends. So, yeah. Now, you mentioned training at the beach and for someone obviously who lives out in Western Sydney and we don't have beaches out here, I've just got a paddock yeah. next to me with a couple of cows that say moo to me every morning. <laughs> what, what, um, what sort of a session can you do in the beach? Do you have a session? Do you just go out and have a paddle around? Like how does it structured for you? Yeah, um, I've been doing a few different things. Like this morning we went to Narrabeen and we swam maybe – we didn't swim for too long because it was so cold, but we did a bit of a warm-up and just a little bit of an aerobic swim about a kilometre down the beach. Yep. And then um, swimming back, my friend Ollie Signorini made up this thing where we swim in, catch a wave, and then we run for about 50 metres, um, mm-hmm. swim back out around another, like someone, will, the first person out will pretend to be the boy that we swim around. So we all kind of stay together. Nice. Um, so that was a bit of an aerobic thing. Um, but yeah, pretty much just that, or I do get tempted just catching waves all the time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you go with running? Like swimming, swimmers in general, and a lot of the swimmers that I've spoken to on the podcast are not big fans of it. What about yourself? Do you, is it something you've had to learn to love or you still don't have a, a great relationship well, with running? It is such a challenge. Like I've definitely had to learn to love it. Yeah. Um, I did like the idea of doing something new, mm-hmm. um, like a new way to stay fit and active. But, yeah, my house is on the top of two big hills. So that has been quite fun, running up those. Mm. <laughs> well, at least when you get to the top of it, is there a good view for you? Oh, not really. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. I was waiting for you to say, oh, yeah, great view of the beaches and <laughs> – no, there's like another hill behind. There's just hills everywhere, so it blocks all the sun and everything nice. I'll stuff that then. I'm not going running around your area, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of hills in general. <laughs> Mate, obviously nationals and, and open nationals cancelled this year due to the coronavirus, and we were actually supposed to be over there in Perth a few weeks ago, you know, competing. How did that affect you mentally, and was it something you took a while to sort of comprehend? Yeah, I was devastated when I first saw that it was all cancelled. Um, but last year, at the end of last year, I just started year 12 and it actually had a bit of a break from swimming because I got so stressed out um, with all the schoolwork that I was supposed to be doing and I thought I was so far behind just looking at all the study my friends were doing and comparing myself to that. Mm. So I told my coach Justin and I had a bit of a break because – I just didn't want to be at training. I was the whole time I was just like, oh, I need to be studying and all this stuff. But um, so I had a break and then we had our New South Wales state competition, which I competed in a couple of things. I got a bit sick then as well. So I didn't swim too good anyway. But um, coming back from that, I definitely knew I had a lot of training to do. And I was really excited to see what I could do at these nationals and see where I was at after having a bit of a break and like a mental break as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that that timing was okay for me because I hadn't been training that much. Um, but it was definitely the best decision for, because it's a much bigger picture than just my story. Mm. Um, it was the right decision for everyone's health. And yeah. You mentioned your coach, Justin, there. Have you been staying in contact with him and, and the team? Have you guys, do you have uh, you know, weekly catch-ups? Do you have a WhatsApp group? Have you guys been staying in contact? 
Yeah, we just started having Zoom meetings. I think we're going to be having those. We've had two now. I think we're going to be having them every week or every second week. And the first week we just um, caught up with the team, saw how everyone else was getting through this in their own way and mm-hmm. how they were staying active. And then the second time was a couple of days after Anzac Day. So we had a baking challenge and everyone cooked all their Anzac biscuits and showed them off, which was really fun. Nice. How'd you go? <laughs> well, um, I didn't win, but <laughs> mine was so yum. Um, and well, I everyone pulled out their Anzac biscuits and started eating them on the Zoom call, but I'd cooked mine like two days before. And I have three brothers as well, yeah. so they've all gone within They'd a already, day. Yeah. <laughs> just had <this> photo. <laughs> well, at least they must have been good. If they're all snapped up straight away, they must have been nice. Oh, they were so good, yeah. <laughs> Mate, talking about uh, food, obviously we're now going to talk about the uh, the exercise and the training outside of that. <laughs> There's so much, you know, going on at the moment with dry land at home and, and, you know, home gyms and even I saw, I think, James Magnuson started a company which can come out and fit fit your uh, your garage with a home gym and all this sort of stuff. What, yeah. what have you been up to, you know, in the last, say, four or five weeks at home? Do you have a program that you go through? Is it a matter of just getting out and, you know, going for a paddle and staying active? How have you been handling that? Yeah, well, um, in terms of swimming, I've pretty much been swimming like maybe every second or third morning, pretty much just whenever someone else can come with me. Mm-hmm. So we've formed a little bit of a group and we all just ask, oh, who's free next? Like, do you want to go for a swim and see if someone's available to go with us? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to go by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I'm really lucky to be a part of the N-Swiss program. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been providing me with some home workouts. Oh, very um, nice. So we, yeah. Um, there's a group. I'm in a group. There's about three of us. Um, and we work with one of the N-Swiss gym coaches. And it's just we just do a nice and not, not easy but like simple body weight workouts. Mm-hmm. That goes for about 45 minutes, and I was only doing that two times a week. But also, I was trying to run every second day as well. Good. So, I mean, you're not overdoing it, but you're certainly keeping yourself active, that's for sure. Yeah. Mate, what are you missing about training at the moment? Is it is it that your friends, obviously, and you're still trying to keep in contact with those guys outside of it? Is it the coach? Is it the training itself? Is it routine? What are you missing the most? Definitely the most my friends. Some of my best friends I used to see every day and now, yeah, it's just so sad just not being able to see them every morning and every arvo. But, um, yeah, we still being on that Zoom, it's okay. And I still get to see Justin and Kay and Blake, mm-hmm. our coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the routine, just not – well, I still can wake up early, but not having to wake up early is just sad. I love waking up early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. I miss, uh, I must admit, I miss those coffees in the morning. I, I miss getting up at 4, you know, I'm usually up at 4 a.m. And, and on the way to work, grabbing a coffee, I don't know, listening to music in the car. Mm, I, I'm I, not much of a coffee person, yeah. but I do miss the bacon and egg rolls they sold at Manly Pool as well. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Mate, you mentioned your teammates there. Um, and yeah. is there anyone of your teammates that you wouldn't want to get stuck in isolation with? Is there anyone that you think, if I got stuck in a house with them in isolation, they'd drive me nuts? 
Hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely. Well, not definitely, but <laughs> Ollie Signorini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would understand. He knows that he talks a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, this question is always tongue-in-cheek anyway, and it's always a bit of fun. So <laughs> I hope uh, – I, and I've asked this a few times. So I really hope whoever um, hears it, their name being answered, I hope they don't take it too seriously. <laughs> it is just he, a bit he of He would be proud. He, Ollie would be proud that I said him. <laughs> oh, he'd wear it as a badge of honour. Oh, nice. Well yeah. done. <laughs> for all the people listening today this might be the first time that you know they're getting introduced to you charlie so this is always a good chance for us to go back and you know take a little bit of a, a peek inside your journey so far and what led you to where you are today what are some of the earliest memories of, of you in the pool as a youngster yeah um i definitely remember um learning to swim mm -hmm. i've got this one lesson stuck in my head um, where a boy, there's this boy crying and I just start crying because he's crying. <laughs> uh, so that, that's a good memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I feel sorry for the I, teacher though. Oh, yeah, definitely gave her <laughs> a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> and just being at, probably being at the beach mm -hmm. uh, and like surf life saving and just learning about the beach at DY Beach. Very nice. And... Another one of my favorite things is just school swimming. And I started that when I was like eight or nine. I was in about year two or year three. And, yeah, that's been one of my favorite things with my best memories at school swimming. What about heroes growing up? Were there any swimmers that you looked up to and thought, you know, I'd love to be where they are right now? Yes. I have always loved Libby Trickett. Yeah. Um. Just how she was always smiling and just so positive. And there was this one story Justin told us that something happened at one of the Olympic Games. Like their bus was late. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly, but just the way she dealt with it, um, she didn't let it affect her and she went on to swim really good. Mm. Um, and Stephanie Rice, just because she's just so amazing i think she's so amazing yeah and I, she did i am and 200 free and they're like my favorite races as well yeah and uh someone who i look up to right now as well is kaylee McEwen. Mm -hmm. she, just she's young and she's doing amazing things and she's always smiling as well yeah and because i've been in a race with her I raced her when I was 12 my first nationals and I was just starstruck she was just so amazing mm. well I, mean, I think you've picked three good ones there and just a, <laughs> a funny story about Libby too um and if people want to go back and listen to the podcast I did with Libby you can and you'll hear this story but um in 2007 they had a duel in the pool meet with against America and uh, it was at Homebush. And the beginning of the meet, they did a, a four by 100 meter freestyle mixed relay, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and anyway, so Libby was in there. I can't remember who was in her team, but in the American team, Michael Phelps was in there as well. And they were both going to lead off together. So <laughs> she was going to race Michael Phelps, which she already knew. So in the marshalling area, she actually walked up to him, puffed her chest out and sort of slapped her chest <laughs> and went, you know, bring it on, let's go. 
and oh, she tells the story so on the podcast so funny like, that he just like looks around like wait is she serious like what's happening here <laughs> Oh, that, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, and for her, you know, similar to the question before, just tongue in cheek, you know, she's just enjoying herself and like, let's have a bit of fun. And um, yeah, he, he just did not know how to take it apparently. So yeah, that just made me laugh. And funnily enough, she actually went out and was the first woman to ever go under 53 seconds uh, oh, wow. in the 100 free, which wasn't recognized because it was a, a mixed relay, which the whole crowd were booing. But Anyway, I digress. Don't get me stuck on stories, Charlie. Otherwise, I'll, I'll talk all day. And this is about you. So um, we'll get back to when did it all start to get a little bit uh, competitive for you? So when did you start to you know, feel like you really wanted to, to race a lot more and, and try and get up on the podiums? Yeah. Uh, well, I never really liked racing when mm -hmm. I was younger. I was until I was about 12 or 13, like, I was just another person who'd qualified or was in the outside lanes. And yeah, lane zero was like my home. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I think I remember so vividly this one race. I, I was 12. We were at uh, Short Course State for New South Wales Short Course State. And I think I was the youngest in the field because my birthday, I was, either, yeah, I was the youngest. My birth, it was just, my birthday was going to be the last day of it and I ended up being in the age I was turning, so I was in the 12s. Mm -hmm. And I went into that race like, oh, 100 freestyle, just see what I can do. And I didn't really – it was the last race of the day as well. It was about 5 o'clock at night. I'd already done a lot of things that day. And I just was like, oh, let's just give it a go. Last thing, can use it as my warm down. But – um, after the first 50 meters, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to admit this, but after <laughs> the first 50 meters, I had a look around yeah. and I couldn't see anyone. I tumble turned and I was like, what is this a hundred? Like, where is everyone? <laughs> yeah. And I kept going and I finished the wall and I ended up winning that race. Mm -hmm. And I did not expect that at all. It was probably one of the first things I ever won. And just looking up and seeing that number one next to my name for that race, oh, it just, something clicked in my head and I just loved it like seeing what I could do when I wanted something. Yeah, put your mind to it. Yeah. Mate, talk to me about other uh, sports that you played growing up or were involved in. Obviously, if you're near the beaches, nippers, was, were you around the, the beach? Yeah. Uh, I used to live across the road from DY Beach, mm -hmm. so that's where I learned surf life saving. That's where I grew up on the beach. Um, now I live in French's Forest, so it's about 15 minutes away, but I'm a part of North Kelkel Surf Life Saving Club, mm -hmm. and I absolutely love it, the culture there, the team. Um, I go to school with most of the girls who are in my age group as well, so we're really close and really nice. Um, yeah, and I always wish I could train more for Surf Life Saving. I love it, but I love the pool too, so. Yeah, <laughs> What do you enjoy most about it? Is it, again, that sort of team aspect and being around your friends? Yeah, definitely. And just the uncertainty. I do love the uncertainty that anything can happen, mm. especially I just love because <laughs> I don't train on a board and I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, I did this one board race and just being at the back and just like praying for a wave and <laughs> when it comes through, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I also played netball. I yep. think I didn't stop. I've stopped now, but I didn't stop until about a year and a half or two years ago. And 
Yeah, I love that. And it was like I got to run a bit in that as well. And I that I used that as another way of like fitness because mm-hmm. um, that was probably – I wasn't doing much gym then, so I just wanted to be a bit more fit. Um, but my favorite thing I've ever done is danced. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do ballet and probably, yeah, like to this day, I wish I was a ballerina. <laughs> so what made you, obviously you enjoy swimming, um, you know, and then surf life saving stuff like that. But what, you know, what made you go away from dance? Mm, I definitely, I loved ballet and I love dancing, but I love swimming too. And I just had to choose, I think, yeah. I think I was about. 14 maybe yeah 13 or 14 and I was doing like jazz ballet a few different classes um and then I cut it down to just ballet because that was my favorite and then I kind of just I got down to doing ballet like one day a week and I kind of just chose swimming (laughs) Mm. oh fair enough I'm yeah. sure. Uh, I'm sure it was all worth it. You know, when you're getting out of nationals with gold medals and stuff like that, that's <laughs> probably <laughs> makes the decision a lot more worth it. Hey, talk yeah. to me about some of speaking of nationals and racing. What are some of your main events, favorite events, I should say, in the pool to race? Yeah, my. I think my main events are definitely 400 AM, 200 AM, and uh, 200 freestyle. I'm really liking as well. Yeah. Um, but some of my other favorites, I love doing 100 breaststroke short course because it's just all pullouts and I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 200 freestyle, yeah, I just have grown to love that race. Yeah. Mate, balancing school with elite training, how do you do it? I mean, you talked to there about, I think this is year 12, did you say? So yeah. how do you balance and, and find that balance? Yeah, I struggled with that the first year of year 12. Um, but just when when I went to New South Wales, um, the States, um, I realized that I wanted to be able to swim and do my schoolwork. Mm. So I set some goals around doing those. And I think the best thing for me was making a timetable, mm. not a really strict and like rigid one, uh, just one that was more flexible and that included time that I could see my friends and do fun things. I'm really lucky. I go to a really good and supportive school. Yeah. Um, they have like um, Elka Graham and Brooke Hansen, uh, past Olympians who have also been to that school. Um, and yeah, there's programs there that are set up to like help elite athletes because um, there's lots of really elite athletes at my school. There's a girl in the cricket T20. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and she's in my year. Yeah, she's really cool. And there's really good surfers, really good runners, just any sport. There's someone there who's really good. Um, so, yeah, we have a program and we just talk about upcoming events, how we're handling the stress and if we need any help with, like, due dates on assignments. And, yeah, I did um, – so I'm in year 12 now, so I've got my HSC at the end of this year. Um, but I did one of my subjects a year early, mm-hmm. Accelerated Aboriginal Studies, and that got two units out of the way. And I really enjoyed that course. It really opened my eyes, and I was really glad to do that. Nice. 
Mate, talk to me about some of the biggest challenges you've had in training so far that you've you sort of had to overcome or maybe you're still trying to overcome. So, for example, you know, a lot of people out there might be really good kickers, but they can't pull. Some people might be, you know, really good at, on a pool session, but, you know, when it's a kick day, they actually don't even turn up because they don't like it, um, <laughs> which happens at my pool. Um you know, underwater work, could be dives, could be turns. Is there anything that you've had to really try and, and work hard on? Yeah, I have I think I've always been a really strong kicker mm-hmm. and definitely a very weak puller. Yeah. When I was like 13, like in the younger, when I was younger, like I could only kick. And when we were doing pull sets, I'd go straight to the back mm-hmm. and literally be getting overtaken. Um, but now I think it's kind of evened out a bit. Um because I've been training a bit more freestyle, longer distance freestyle, it just kind of came along with that. Yeah. But I definitely prefer kick over pull, <laughs> um, but I kind of let it slip a bit. We don't do as much kick as we did yeah. when I was like younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just something that I want to keep improving, yeah. May also, you know, a lot of swimmers have big meets, qualifying times that they, you know, they try and achieve. What are a few things that you struggled with, you know, over recent years um, to deal with in terms of, say, for example, maybe you've got a really big, you know, race program, which I'm assuming, you know, last year's nationals, you would have had a pretty big race program. Um, you know, yeah. was it nerves? Has, has there been anything that you've had to really try and focus on overcoming? Yeah, definitely. I remember... Um, getting really nervous before big ra- not even big races, just any races. Like it was always the first race of a carnival. I would work myself up so much, and I'd kind of bottle it all in. And I'd be sitting, li- I'd be sitting in marshalling, and I lo- I love to talk and just chat with my friends in marshalling when we can, and if they want to as well. Um, so that like that's something that I know calms me down. But when I started getting to the bigger races and I didn't know many people. I would just sit there and it wasn't good for me to just sit there. And I'd dive into the race and I'd just get so sick and I'd kind of, I wouldn't be able, I couldn't even suck any air in. Yeah. And it always happened on the first race of a big carnival. Um, and yeah, one time I ended up just so, I got to the end and I was like gagging. I was like, oh, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's something I've only just overcome. Like, I still, I'm still struggling because I still think about it. I'm like, what if it comes back? It's mm-hmm. going to happen again. But I just, I've learned to trust myself more. Yeah. And trust the process. And yeah. Mate, nice. Is that something you and your coach just have spoken about more? You know, being process orientated rather than goal orientated. So thinking about you know your process in terms of being in the marshalling area when you come out behind the blocks, when you're on the blocks, when you dive in, rather than thinking about the time you want to see when you touch the wall. Yeah, definitely. I I try not to think about times at all because that definitely freaks me out. Yeah. I um, definitely in training. I think about putting in the hard work. I love putting in the hard work at training. And then when I'm sitting when I'm sitting in marshalling, I try not to think about any of that because it just works me up when I'm like, oh, I've trained so hard. Like I should be performing good. I should be doing PBs. But I, I know that that's not right for me to be thinking like that. I just need to have fun in the moment. Yeah. And Justin knows that too. And he knows how to work around that too. 
Hey, nice. Talk to you talker there about, you know, before the race. Do you have any pre-race rituals? Do you have a like a, a pre-race playlist that you have to listen to before your race? <laughs> uh, I really have a playlist. I don't really listen to that much music. <laughs> so, yeah, not that. But I do like to watch some episodes of Dance Moms. Okay, yeah. A final, which is really random. Um, while I, just before I like, or when I wake up from my nap, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but nothing specific really. You know, funnily enough, with that show Dance Mums, I sometimes find a lot of correlations between that and swimming parents. So, no offense <laughs> to the swimming parents out there, but uh, I've been coaching for a fair few years, and if you watch that show long enough, uh, you can find some correlations. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, talk to me about your relationship with your coach, Justin Rothwell, um, a good friend of mine as well. How has he helped you with your swimming career so far? Yeah, I think Justin is a really cool guy. Like, he has made me the person I am in and out of the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't start swimming with him until I'd qualified for my first nationals. So that yeah. I was like 13, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since then, yeah, he just has taught me so many things. One of them, he likes how he always, yeah, he likes how um, I smile a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so, I'm like tough and I love beating the boys in training. So that's something that he likes. Yeah, I was going to say he'd love um, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mate, is there anything we don't know about Justin? Is it, have, could you give us an insight? Is there any, has he got any quirks that we might not know? Hmm. <laughs> well, the other day he told us a story about how he went for a swim at some rock pool when they were still open mm-hmm. and he had his fins on and he likes to do some dolphin dolphin kicks and really feel like a dolphin while he's swimming. Yeah. <laughs> but we all had a joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else right now. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, mate. You're right. Now, listen, talk to me about nationals last year in Adelaide. I mean, you had a fantastic meet, as I mentioned earlier, and, you know, you won the 400 IM. You also got third in the 200 and 400 free, and I think you're second in the 200 IM. So massive meet for you. How was that? Yeah, I was – I didn't know what to expect at that meet. Um, we, I just moved to Manly, which was the 50-metre pool, like maybe four or five months before that. And I knew that that was going to be something to really help me because before that I was only training in 25. And, like, I could tell when I was racing in the 50 metres that I just wasn't prepared for that. So moving to Manly was a really good step um, because uh, I was originally at Carlisle with Justin yep. and then Justin moved to Manly. So I followed him as well <laughs> in that 400 IM. Yep. Um, I had some pretty big goals in that race. I knew it was my main one and I had the thought of the junior worlds team in the back of my mind as well. Yeah. Nice. So before that, yeah. So that's pretty much what I was training for. And before it, me, Justin and I had a race plan that I was going to go out because I had been training that I was so prepared to go out really hard in the first 300. And my plan was to, yeah, pretty much just gas it in that 300 and see what I could do in the last 100 because um, that's what I was doing at training. Like that's how I was mainly going through sets mm-hmm. and it was working for me. But that is not what happened in the race. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I was so far behind at the 300 meter mark and yeah, I just hit the last wall for the last 53 and I knew I was in that like striking distance, but I didn't think about that. I just put my head down and I just kicked as hard as I could and I ended up like just touching out my really good friend Jess Madden. Yeah, nice. Um, made the junior worlds team with me, which was really nice. And yeah, it was one of the funniest races. Justin was Justin was happy with the race, but he was happy with the result, but yeah. he wasn't happy with how it was done. Not the process, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got out of the pool and I just saw his face and everyone was laughing. They were like, Oh God, you're gonna get it when you get back. But <laughs> Mate, I mentioned there I mentioned there the other races that you did really well in. Was there any um result that surprised you was there any sort of medal there that you got that you thought wow i didn't expect to get that (laughs) yeah the 400 freestyle um that was kind of i didn't really expect anything at all in that race and i kind of just had some fun there's a photo of lani and um, myself like before the start of the race just laughing and just having a good time and yeah that really brought the best out of me and yeah now you're obviously a swimmer who you know at times and certainly now is going to have expectations put on her, whether it's, you know, by yourself or by others. Is that easy to deal with? And and how do you sort of navigate around that? Mm, I definitely place a lot of pressure on myself because I do set myself quite big goals and um, I have struggled with how I overcome that mm. and how I deal with it. Um, so, yeah, I was – getting really sick when I was younger, like I said before, and I had to learn just to trust the process and find what worked for me. Um, But, yeah, Justin is really good with that. He, yeah, he just, like, he knows that that's how I work now. Mm -hmm. And he likes to, he, like, we like to set challenges together, not really thinking about the outcome, but how I'm going to do things and what I'm going to do right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it sort of takes your mind away from the outcome and, and sort of forces you, I guess, to, to think about the process and challenges. Yeah. yeah, like cuts down the big goal into smaller goals. Mm. So that they're not easier but more, oh, I don't know the word, just they seem more okay. achievable. More achievable, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha, don't worry, mate, I gotcha. <laughs> mate, you're 17, do you still feel like you're an age group swimmer or, or do you feel like at the moment you're sort of at that stage where you're ready to go take on the seniors in the Open Championships? <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm definitely still quite young, so, yeah, yeah I feel comfortable in the age group races, mm-hmm. um, but I'm definitely transitioning into racing um all the opens which i love now i love that challenge mate talk to me in terms of your future in the pool obviously we talked about there stepping up to the senior level have you got any ideas of of where it might take you yes um i haven't announced this yet but i'm going to do it here um i have I verbally committed to Arizona State University. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that's I've been thinking about going and trying things in America to continue swimming and academic studies. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with the atmosphere of Arizona State. Um, yeah, I've met 
the team. I've met the coaches over like Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah. And they're just so welcoming and such a nice family. And I can't wait to get over there and keep swimming. Mate, nice. Now let's unpack that for a little bit. Let's go with a few more questions from that. So, firstly, how does that come about? How how do you sort of um, get that opportunity to go swim uh, at Arizona, which is obviously where, for anyone who doesn't know, Michael Phelps' old coach, Bob Bowman, coaches as well? Yeah. uh, When I was at Junior Worlds, Someone actually approached me and asked me if I'd ever thought about it. And I had, but I didn't really know what the process was or what would, what it was all about. So I went home, did some research, and I signed up to this website where um, you put, I think it gets all your times and it just puts your name online so that people so that colleges can approach you. And, yeah, and they uh, keep a track of how you're going. Yeah, and they can see if, like, you're the right fit for them mm-hmm. and how you, you can see how you would fit in with their swimmers as well. Yeah. And that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And then, obviously, they, you know, they got in contact with you. They liked what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they emailed me and... It just went from there and, I, yeah, just meeting everyone, It was that was so nice to me and, yeah. Mate, it's nice and I think it's good to have this, I guess, story come out and, again, congratulations. What an honour and, and, and an opportunity that you're going to get there. But I think it's great that people hear this story because there's so many ways that a swimming career can go. It's not just a matter of, you know, you swim up until you're 16, 17, go to HSC, then you stop swimming and go get a real job and move on with life. Like, you know, it can go on many different tangents and this is just one of them that um, obviously you're getting the opportunity now to go over to America and uh, and be involved in their collegiate system. What are you going to be studying over there? Do you have an idea of what you want to get into when you go to school? Because obviously it's not all fun and games and, and jumping in the pool and going to those crazy parties, which, by the way, you need to stay away <laughs> from because I watch too many shows to know what happens over there. But um, oh <laughs> but you need to uh, obviously you know get stuck into your studies. Do you have an idea of, of what you've got to do over there? Not specifically yet. Um, I definitely know I want to study something for a potential job where I can just interact with people and help people. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea of becoming a teacher. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't really decided yet, um, but I don't need to decide yet, which which works good. Made 100%. Stepping away from the pool now, what do you get up to when you're not – obviously, we're not going up and down the black line at the moment, (laughs) um, but when when we were swimming and you did get away from the pool, what what would you get up to? How does Charlie have a bit of fun on the weekends or – when she has a downtime? <laughs> I love um, going, there's this one place in Long Reef. I love going there and having like a nice picnic and just, because there's a really good view there. That's mm-hmm. where I go to get a nice view, not near my house. But um, yeah, like my friends and lots of my friends live around there. So we all just go together. Yeah. But I also <laughs> love playing the flute and piano. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, I'm really into music. Okay. And yeah. Do that is one of my subjects at school. Nice. Are you able to – can you write music? Like, can you write songs? Yeah, one of our assignments is to compose, like, a piece of music that goes for about two minutes. But um, I do the course that isn't, like, the pop music or anything. It's, like, the olden day stuff. Oh, okay. And, like, traditional – More classical. 
Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> now, mates, in those themes of uh, music and, and TV shows and movies and stuff like that brings me to uh, our, the end or towards the end of our interview, which is which is pretty much the world famous now. I'm sure everyone's doing this at home. Uh, the, top, <laughs> the top three shows to binge watch, top two games to play, and top number one Olympic moment to re-watch. Now, have you got your list together? Are you ready to rumble? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, beautiful. So... And again, this is just a great insight for people at home who are sitting there and they you think, oh, I've already gone through all of the, you know, the Netflix. What, what else could I watch? And then, you know, you guys just might give them an idea of something else they could do. So top three shows to binge watch during isolation. What do you got? Yeah, because I love ballet so much. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows me. I will always go to Dance Academy or Dance Moms. Yep. They're yep. my favorites. And also... Tiger King, that mm-hmm. new show. Yeah, crazy most people, aren't they? People. Yeah, oh my. Yeah. I was going to say only in America, but you, you know, you want to go over there, so I don't want to scare you. <laughs> so I'm going to the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your last one? Um. Yeah, Dance Academy and Dance Moms. They were. Oh, you've oh, you cheated. You used the same <laughs> the same genre. Anyway, it's okay. I'll let you off. I'll let you off. What about um, your two, your top two games to play? I love poker. Mm-hmm. We go to Foster at Christmas time and my family just plays poker. And another one, I don't know if this counts, but it's like your table tennis thing. There's like a stick that comes out of the ground with the tennis ball on the end that you can just whack around. And <laughs> yes, yes, I do, yes, I do know that, yes. We, me and my brothers could do that for days. Like We've already broken two because we smash it so hard. <laughs> and it always starts off so nice, right? Like you just start, yeah, nice. And then someone, it's always someone. And it was never me. Like it was always my brother because you know, my brother's too competitive. And he just hit it a bit harder. So you think, right, all right, yeah. I'm going to hit it back. And then it gets harder. Yeah. yeah. And then it escalates and there's a fight and mum's yelling at both of you and you think, oh. All because he wanted to hit it a bit too hard, um, yeah. mate. Talk to me about yeah. talk to me about poker. What what do you like at that? Did you have a good poker face? <laughs> no, it's funny because I have the worst poker face, and I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> do you get many wins though? Still? Oh yeah, I've gotten a few. Oh, nice. I don't know how I do it, but <laughs> every now and again, I'll just strike them with like. The random, the random like royal flush. And yeah, then that's right. They've got They've devalued you. They think, oh, she's a, she doesn't look at us. She's sitting there giggling to herself. Uh-huh. She thinks she's got nothing. And then, bam. Yeah. And I always like put in, I increase the bets by like hundreds. I don't even know if you can do that with like our fake <laughs> And they're like, oh, she's bluffing. Yeah. And most of the time you probably are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mate, what's your number one Olympic moment to go back and rewatch on YouTube? I love the four by one hundred men's freestyle relay at the two thousand Olympics. Yeah, uh, my favorite part is Ian Thorpe mm-hmm. uh, coming home to touch first over the Americans. <laughs> Mate, that is um, that is also mine um, <laughs> as well, and and as well as probably you know most of Australia as well. And um, mm. you think about just for yourself as an athlete, the the mental toughness that he had um, in that race. Ian Thorpe, obviously, I'm talking about to stick to his race plan. So you see quite clearly in that race, 
you know, obviously he goes out in the first 50, but his his plan is obviously that last sort of 25, 15 metres, yeah? He, he knows that, yeah. that you know, Gary Hall's going to sort of fall in a hole at that point, so that's his turn to strike. Could you imagine yeah. being <laughs> under that pressure and then still going, no, no, I trust the process, I trust the plan, this will work, and then, yeah, lo and behold, it <laughs> did, but... Yeah, oh, I couldn't even imagine. It's just so amazing. <laughs> it was, that was. And I think, um, you know, that was definitely a race, as you touched on, because it's your favourite. And I think it was Joseph's. Um, I spoke to Joseph Hansen yesterday, and it was his as oh, well. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I think, you know, that was something that put swimming um, for Australia definitely on a bigger map, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mate, talk to me about when we redo this interview in two years' time, what accomplishments would you like me to add at the beginning in that intro? So obviously I mentioned, you know, uh, Australian champion in the 400 IM. Is there anything that, you know, you've got your eyes set on over the next two? It could be three or four years. I'm happy to stretch it. But is there, is there anything you've got your eyes on that you think, I'd love for Robbie to add that to the intro the next time I'm on? Uh, yeah, I'd love to be able to make a senior team representing Australia. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, in the next few years, I'll be in America and I'm still trying to work out what actually happens and when I can come back and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just being able to represent Australia at that senior level would be a dream come true. Yeah, awesome, man. I definitely think, you you know, with your accomplishments so far and, and the respect you have within the New South Wales coaching fraternity, definitely, I think you're on the on the right track, mate, so keep it up and... Again, you know, congratulations with the with the Arizona deal and um, it's a great opportunity <laughs> and definitely one that you've earned. So, uh, you know, congratulations with that. And, mate, I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a great chat and I've really enjoyed it and thank you yeah, very thank much. You. Thank you for thank coming you. on the show, mate, and sharing your story. And I hope everyone leaves this interview with, a, you know, a big admiration for you as an athlete and remember your name when, uh, you know, trials come around next year, 2021, who knows, and, you know, I'm sure whatever happens, <laughs> anyway mate you're going to kill it and do yourself proud so thank you again thank you not a trouble at all mate um thank you very much for coming on off the block swimming podcast thank you for having me today's episode of off the block swimming podcast is proudly powered as always by pro swim workouts the junior stars just keep on coming this week on the podcast with our next episode dropping this Friday, the 22nd of May with Australian and New South Wales age group superstar, Mr. Joseph Hampson. Now, this boy from Knox was lighting up the pool all of last year and is definitely a show you will not want to miss. Also, make sure you keep an ear and an eye out in the coming weeks for a big announcement of a new sponsor on the show. Now, we are in the final stages of getting it all sorted and putting it together, but I'm really excited to let everyone know of the new partnership, so please watch this space. Until Friday, though, guys, have a great week, and it's bye for now.